0: Hello and welcome to this podcast from the BBC World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the BBC World Service are supported by advertising.
1: From the BBC World Service, Fall of the Shah, Episode 4, No Instructions. November 5th, 1978. Protesters are occupying large parts of Tehran. The Shah of Iran asks for help from his American and British allies, but they have problems of their own.
2: Gates are made to be broken, locks to be forced open. But whose palace is this? Whose retreat? Through the Rose Garden, past the swimming pool, students, revolutionaries, agents provocateurs, trample into the hidden world of the British compound. An invasion of Britain in Iran, an offense against diplomacy, an affront ...against the order of things. November the 5th, 1978. What foreigner can count themselves safe in Iran now? In the American embassy, Ambassador Sullivan plans for the worst.
3: Essentially, Ambassador, we've set up the network... ...connecting as many American citizens currently in Tehran... ...as we can get details of
4: them. Excellent work, Monty. Now... We need to roll out evacuation contingency plans.
5: That is in hand. So we have reports of serious disorder in the Shemiran area, people. What's
4: the situation there?
5: Uh, So it seems a, a
4: couple of banks are being attacked. Looting now. I believe they're not stealing the money but burning it, literally burning it in piles. What the heck's that about? Some sort of protest, I guess, sir. Okay. Molly, have Washington answered my cable yet? I believe not, sir. I mean, of course, it's a normal Sunday. Oh, sure, sure. High days and holidays. Mr. Sullivan, we have a call for you from Ambassador Parsons on the French Embassy line for
5: some reason. Okay, I'll take that in my office.
4: How's your Sunday proceeding, Tony?
5: I've had better, Bill. Guess where I'm calling from? Only the French Embassy. Ooh,
4: that's got to be painful ah. for a Brit.
5: But do you know why I'm here? Our compound is literally in flames. Shocking. That's
4: shocking. huh? How are your people?
5: Well, apparently no one's hurt, which is a blessing. Bill, is this line secure?
4: Sure. Absolutely.
5: I am beginning to lose faith. I am beginning to wonder if we're backing the wrong horse. Whether this whole thing's inoperable with His Highness in the saddle.
4: What are you getting from London?
5: London? They've not the first idea what's happening here. Too preoccupied with picketing grave diggers and inflation. I suspect the remarks of our foreign secretary about Khomeini being a fanatic may have set this whole shooting match off. Meanwhile, every mission's packing up and leaving town. Even Pakistan now. Mm,
4: Japan, I heard.
5: Mm, Israel will be next.
4: Hmm. Mm. Okay. Let's meet at the Ever-in. I think he's out of touch and we can put him straight. He'll listen to us speaking with one voice. Maybe the whole liberalization approach is not delivering.
5: You Americans have such a way with euphemism.
4: So let's talk turkey with him. Prayer meeting, one hour.
5: Agreed. But my advice is get your plan B in order.
2: Elsewhere in the city, a father sits in a drab room on a hard chair... Amir sits, waiting for his son. His daughter Shireen's loss, more raw than a weeping wound.
0: Will he be weak, father? My brother, will his bones be broken? Will his heart be hard as a stone?
6: Excuse me, sir. I was told to report here. I received this letter informing me today was the day of my son's release. Here. Here it is. Mehdi Pezeksa, 20 years old, a student. You see here? Report to Evin prison. 1,400 hours. It's now 1,500 hours. I've crossed the burning city, so I was late, God forgive me. But not unduly late, I think. I'm ready for you to bring my son to me. Sit down, old man. I'm not old. I'm 55. Sit down. I do not wish to sit down. Your legs, not mine, old man.
0: Will his eyes look beyond you into their own distance? Will he remember how to laugh? How to smile?
6: The old Shemiram road is completely blocked, Ambassador. The shortcut to the Shah and Shah freeway barricaded. We have to sit tight here.
4: Did we lose the police escort?
6: I think we got cut off, sir. But they are mere ceremony. They are cowards. Besides, this Chrysler is armor-plated. These thugs will hurt themselves more than us. Here they come. Jeez. Must
4: be a hundred of those guys. We took off the diplomatic tags, right?
6: Ah, Worry not, Ambassador. Here sits the man who saved your predecessor, Douglas MacArthur II, from certain death in this very car.
4: I wish I found that as reassuring as you meant it to be.
6: What in heck is happening here? Blow in your seed, sir. Take this! Flies on bad meat, pimples on a dog's privates. Hey. Uh, Try
4: not to hurt anybody!
6: Uh, let the sinner pay for their sin. Soldiers are scared, the generals are confused, the police are in hiding. This is no time for careful driving, ambassador. Take your back, son.
0: He looks so old, father. Where has his tenderness gone?
6: Did you receive my letters? I received nothing. You don't
7: know then about... I know what they did. You know about... Shirin? They will pay. They will pay. For every crime they commit is remembered by God. Every deed and every crime. Soon my torturer will be in prison too. The great Nematullah Nasiri. In a warm cell, no doubt. But I will be out here. I am out here. You have a fine beard now. Have you become devout, perhaps? I have been taught many things in prison. I have learned more than in all my years of study. Taught by whom? I will not name names. There are pious men there, men of honor. They become fathers to me. Many of them are dead. Now I have one purpose only. To execute God's revenge on this earth. Wait. Let me breathe that air. It's like spring water. Why are you not smiling, father? This is strange.
6: Strange sight. Very.
4: Gate wide open. Where's the guard? Oh, nothing. Just uh, get out, I guess. Uh, wait for me here.
6: Uh, I will come with you, Ambassador. Give you cover.
4: I was in the Normandy landings. This is a walk in the park, literally. Hello? Hello, there. Hello? Is anyone here? Hello, there. Bill, who's that?
5: Over here. Parsons.
4: (laughs) Tony, (laughs) are you the Shah's major domo now? I have traded
5: up, so to speak. You got through (laughs) that show unscathed, then. I arrived like Monte, atop a chieftain tank... The crowd wasn't to know he didn't possess any (laughs) ordnance. This place is deserted. Do we think the Shah left the stage? pursued by a bear. (laughs) One thinks of the Romanovs huddled in the cellars of the Winter Palace. Or the fall of Saigon. Mm. The world's a devilishly fragile place these days.
0: Gentlemen, gentlemen, have you not been received?
5: Your Highness, Shabano. your palace is, um, deserted.
0: Yeah, we are undertaking a staff review. Um, I was just in the library, deep in a letter about the worrying state of the Aram Gardens in Shiraz. They're exquisite. 13th century, according to your calendar. I fear their riches are in danger of being neglected. Sir Anthony, I wonder if you would support an overture to UNESCO. Uh, there may be more pressing matters on hand, Your Highness. Where is his imperial highness? Of course. You are here to see my husband, of course. Is he aware of
5: the chaos downtown?
0: You think he is unaware? You think a pin could drop in this nation that would not sound like a bell in his ear?
5: And we do not seek, of course, to disparage him.
0: People do. May I ask you to step into the library... I would like to speak with you privately.
4: Of course, but our business is urgent.
0: As is mine. And it is the hostess's prerogative, I think. Huh? What I am about to tell you is in strict confidence. It must not be cabled back to your ministries or form gossip at your delegations or surface in your newspapers.
4: I think you can count on our discretion. We are diplomats.
0: You will see a change in my husband. Even since you last came. In his temper, in his disposition, in his health.
5: He has seemed drawn. Somewhat pale.
0: You've noticed. No one must know and you must never tell a soul. I told you.
4: We're talking grave illness? terminal?
0: I've said too much already. Now I have done. I can rely on your discretion. Let me take you to him. You were wondering about the absence of staff. As you can hear, an investigation is underway. There was an incident at breakfast.
4: Of what nature?
0: An intimidatory note was secreted within the bread. Unfortunately, one of the children discovered it.
4: Distressing to think that such malice has now penetrated the palace itself.
0: Yes, yes, it is very distressing. Well, here we are. Darling, the ambassadors are here. I'll see if he's ready to meet with you.
5: This place is falling apart. Let's reserve judgment. If she was running the show, things might look a little brighter. Maybe that's the next step. Palace coup. Farah wears the imperial pantaloons.
3: <laughs> the city burns and yet you gentlemen smile.
5: Uh, not uh, not at all, Your Highness. Uh, mere bravado, sir. Whistling in the dark.
3: That enviable western sang-froid. Well... Come through.
5: Thank you, Farah.
0: Goodbye, gentlemen, and God's blessing on you. Hmm. In these times, our foreign friends mean a great deal to us.
3: I trust your journeys were not too eventful. Hard to maintain diplomatic immunity when the world is sicker than a rabbit dog. Your Highness,
5: I have formally to report a breach of diplomatic conventions of real gravity.
3: Oh yes, the matter of your embassy. Regrettable.
5: Yes, regrettable. Name your price for any repairs. Sir, that is not my point. It is, as you know, the duty of the host state to ensure the safety of any overseas mission.
3: You dare to suggest this has been neglected by me? Is that your accusation, Mr Parsons? How, you British relish mischief! Father said it to me, and he was removed by you with the usual ruthlessness... I know we're here only for your economic good. Now that you've been at the sharp end of our people's anger, perhaps now you will speak to your BBC, demand they cease their malicious and ill-informed broadcasts
5: which give succour to my enemies. I am shocked, sir, by this tone. As to the BBC, they are independent. I have no power to... Sir, we
4: speak as citizens of friendly nations.
5: Who are my friends now, Mr Sullivan?
3: Mr Parsons... We will meet any costs of repair. I have nothing further to say to you at this time. The Iranian people have experienced centuries of such underhand meddling from the British. They may well harbour resentments that
5: flare up from time to time. I do not justify it. I am delighted to hear that, sir. But until such time as you feel able to ensure the safety of my staff and mission on your soil, I cannot proceed on customary terms. (laughs) Now you threaten me? Perhaps you should look to your own nation.
3: Riots, rotting garbage, Irish bombs, strikes. It seems none of us are immune to disorder. Good day.
5: Good day, indeed. Indeed. Well, given
4: that, I feel I must also withdraw.
3: You stay. I need to speak with you.
5: I fear I will have to cable home this extraordinary exchange.
3: Cable, what you like. You have no sway here. You are a representative, no more. Fine.
5: Fine, I take my leave. Bill, take great care,
4: Tony. I wonder, given the circumstances, I wonder whether you can afford to offend old allies.
3: Am I to receive a ticking off from you too, Mr. Sullivan? You are ambassadors, not my schoolmasters. Keep to your brief...
4: Right, so, well, on that note, I will take my What leave. does
3: your government want of me, Mr. Sullivan?
4: Does it wish me to crack down
3: whatever the cost in blood? Does it want me to abdicate and let chaos take the throne? Break bread with fanatics and communists? Truly, I have not the first idea what you Americans want. And please, no more polite platitudes. I want clarity, answers. If
4: I am candid, I would have to admit I have no clear instructions on this. These these are my friends. But surely you don't need us to tell you what your people want. They don't know what they want. They
3: claim they want Khomeini, a fanatic, a madman, who they have mistaken for a saint, who wishes to consign his country to barbarism. No, I cannot allow
4: that. But then, can I prevent it? There are surely other options. Name them. Well, how about power-sharing with liberal opposition groups?
3: Liberals? (laughs) These people are not American liberals. Most of them are nationalist fanatics, representing none but themselves. And my removal
4: is their precondition. So reinstate the 1906 Constitution, empower your assembly. The fanatics and leftists hold democracy in contempt. If these options are closed to you, there is surely only one remaining option. The iron fist. Fully militarized rule? What your father would have done.
3: Yet so many are already dead, and each death breeds more dissent. Can a
4: king murder his nation? How would Mr. Carter view that? The U.S. government, above all, is committed to the establishment of order and the security of our personnel here and business activities. It should be admitted, however, that there are nuances in outlook and approach within government and its departments that may account for any apparent mixed messages.
3: Very diplomatically
4: expressed.
3: But what is your view, you, William Healy Sullivan, as to my next move?
4: My personal view? You long to give it, do you not? You are a rare thing in the modern world, a king who rules his nation. I salute your prosecution of the role. But what if your people see no requirement for a king determining their lives? What if not just some, but the great majority of your people have come to feel that way? What then? Might the time have come when you ask yourself, sir, whether you are as much of the problem as the solution You're an interesting diplomat, Mr Sullivan. Do you often find yourself
3: straining at the limits of your role?
4: I have been in this game for 30 years, sir. I have served in East Asia. I oversaw the bombing of Laos, the Vietnam peace talks. I have been round the block. I have a good sense for when a society starts to run out of road. You will be
3: aware of the Persian concept of the far, the right of a king to rule, as long as he protects his people and retains their love. In the Shahname, it is seen as a light in the very face of the king, so bright those in his presence must cover their eyes from the glare. Do you see this light in my face, Mr. Sullivan? So the liberalizing experiment is dead. It seems you have rallied me, Mr. Sullivan. Your pessimism seems unfounded. As of tonight, I will dismiss my current Prime Minister, make arrests of those deemed most involved in corrupt practices or repression, such as Nasiri and, well, Hoveda. Tomorrow, I will speak to my people. Now, do you need an escort to return you safe to your embassy?
4: I do not, Your Majesty.
0: Quietly he sits, my brother. where once he gossiped and teased and joked, he is like a shadow.
6: How was the lamb? Too tough for you? I had to search all the butchers. Supplies are hard to come by. We'll have some more, and some bread. You're skinny.
7: My cellmate spent many years with the ayatollah. He eats only nuts, pulses, dried fruit. He drinks only water.
6: Where is his protein, his calcium? You need energy, my fighter.
7: You criticise the imam?
6: I criticise his diet. What is he, uh, a rabbit? What are you doing?
7: I can forgive you for skulking in here like a coward while the young heroes of the revolution die on the streets and in the cells of this city. I can forgive that, but I cannot forgive the disrespect for our leader in my king. Do not address me as a coward in my own house. It is time.
0: Forgive his anger. He cannot forgive himself for what he has
6: done.
0: Go after him. Onto the rooftops.
2: Every night they gather at 8.30, the designated time. Every night, across every roof, at high windows, as the cold air bites and fog rolls down from the hills. And tonight, the moon has the glare of fire on its bony features. Son?
7: What did she look like when you found her?
6: The wounds were hard to see. Wounds? Yes, there were many. And the army made us pay to take out the bullets. They are ghouls. Monsters. They're frightened. But that is hard to forgive. She seemed so light, so young, so small. You remember when she was little, how she would sleepwalk and your mother feared she would fall down the stairs? She looked exactly like that.
7: Why? Why do the words die in my throat? In prison, we would chant it and get beaten for it. And so we chanted it harder, harder. Harder dreamed of being part of this a wave of sound the whole nation in one voice under the cold moon we two are silent
6: may we just listen tonight I'm sure that Ayatollah who is a man of God will forgive us for not obeying his injunction for this one night and I have a family again I'm not happy but I am happier than when I woke up this morning
0: Called him, gathered his raw bones, and tore his skin into your arms.
3: مردم Iran, Today, I announce a new start for our country. In the climate of liberalisation, which began gradually two years ago, you arose against oppression and corruption. The revolution of the Iranian people cannot
2: fail to have my support as the monarch of Iran and as an Iranian. The Shah's drawn, handsome face, angular, fine in feature as a hawk. His rich, deep intonation surely can bring calm to a nation on fire. Look, he's alive. He's well. Although that might be the makeup, the lighting.
0: Well. Didn't he concede just about everything?
2: Yep. Meanwhile,
4: announcing a military government.
0: It doesn't make any sense.
4: This is the man. Fist in velvet glove, punches pulled. Okay, I need to get all this down for Washington. Let's see if it wakes them up. Headline Thinking the Unthinkable. I wager it'll make me as popular as a raccoon in a wood store.
2: Yet another face bears a different aspect, Khomeini, features set in stone, implacable, the brow dark in a determined frown, eyes free from flickering doubt. This, this is the face the people see in their dreams, like a father returning to set things right, a face so bright. You shield your eyes before looking into its terrible light.
1: Next time on Fall of the Shah, there's conflict in President Carter's White House.
5: This time last year, this was a viable regime in a viable nation. An island of stability, right? the words of our own president how can that simply vanish what because a stubborn old man sits under an apple tree in paris and makes a few mystical oh, remarks it's a bit more now, than a month that, ago sir. a month ago our ambassador had nothing but good to say about the Shah. i have a feeling sir we've been looking in the wrong direction i have a feeling we have profoundly misunderstood this country this part of the world I am getting a lot of problems here, but precious few solutions.
1: Fall of the Shah is a BBC World Service podcast written by Steve Waters. In episode four, William Sullivan was played by Tony Turner, Tony Parsons by Sam Dale, The Shah by B. Jan Danishmand, and Farah by Natalie Armini Mehdi was Mo El, Amir Danahakju Shirin Afsani Deruye Haikaz Philip Arditi Molly Saffron Kumba and the guard was Ronnie Juthi The narrator was Diana Rigg Original music was written by Ganvar Kalegi, and the sound designer was Caleb Knightley Fall of the Shah was directed by Mark Beebe